0: From relevant magazine, it's the relevant podcast.
1: It's the week of. October twenty first, two thousand eleven, and this is the relevant podcast. I'm your host Cameron Strang, and here with me in Orlando Studios is a slightly modified lineup.
2: Mm.
1: Our managing editor Ryan Ham, hey everyone, is sitting in for Maya. My view is not as lovely as
3: usually
4: is. <laughs> <you know, laughs>
5: hey Ryan, does anyone ever call you Hambone? No. They do now. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew a guy in, in, in college who had a last name, Ham, and people called him Ham Bone, and I think it's a great last name. What's
6: Ham Bone? Usually, usually people ham just. Ham Bone in the house. <laughs> usually, people went with uh, just Ham, because it's kind of a standard name. Your name? Yeah.
5: Just, yeah, but the yeah. thing about Ham Bone is it's little, it's kind of cooler. Yeah. I had, <laughs> I had, I had
6: I was called Spam for a while in elementary school. And then some of my more theologically ridiculous friends, uh, there's a character named Judas the Hammer in Maccabeus, like in the story of Hanukkah. So he would call me, uh, Hammer. He would call me Hammer or Judah.
5: Yeah I, yeah, I think Hambone's way better than
1: all of us. <laughs> uh, sitting it's a ne- very frat guy, but... <laughs> sitting next to Hambone is Josh Luann Loveless. <laughs> hey, people. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Yo, yo. And our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. On the ones and twos. bone. It's happening. <laughs> we have a great podcast for you today. Uh, coming up later, we spotlight a, an amazing uh, new group, Us and Our Daughters, which uh, you can find in the new issue of Relevant, but here you can experience yep. it differently. That's right. Uh, and also, we talk to uh, financial guru, Dave Ramsey, mm. who wrecked our podcast a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago he crashed it so Literally. get him back yeah I, well I don't know how, we're not really getting him back not really we're kind of spotlighting well, his new book yeah. we'll show you yeah. we'll promote the heck out of your book don't, don't ever do that to us again yeah uh, yeah so us and our daughters and, and uh, Dave Ramsey that's that's some quality content
5: <laughs> yeah and we got hand bone for the full hour <laughs> <laughs> a full hour of hand bone <laughs>
6: That just sounds like a terrible morning radio DJ.
5: <laughs> it's Mad Dog like, in the ham bone. Yeah,
1: Exactly. <laughs> a 99X.
6: And then, like, every question is like, where'd you guys make out drunkenly last night? This is the ham bones.
2: <laughs> was, that,
6: was that a shotgun? In no, it's just like all the It's all like the a laser DJ sound noises. effect uh, Yeah, right, right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> I, And I like Hambo would be accompanied By a lot of fart sound effects <laughs> Right but, yeah. If it was a morning show Yeah, right. if it was After a morning weeks. show It's wacky It's like You know what I did yesterday <laughs> 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 And that would be the entire show. It's and like everyone that, on their on their way to work. I wish people could have seen the
3: face that he made. Yeah. He made that noise.
6: Well,
1: yeah. it wasn't. He didn't make the noise with his face.
5: <laughs> it's four and a half hours every morning of
1: that. Exactly. <laughs> it's like that Jimmy Fallon skit on SNL when yeah. he did, when he did oh, the morning, yeah exactly the morning shark job. Yeah. And we're
5: back. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's how you have to come in from every segment. now. <laughs> well, in addition to the ham bone, like I said, us SNL daughters and Dave Ramsey.
5: And, and the Dave Ramsey folks are are, are good sports. We, we did take a little run at getting revengeance for crashing our podcast last week.
1: Yeah. Oh, you did. See, I didn't listen because I wasn't here. Yeah. And I and again, I stay true to my philosophy. I don't want to know what happens while I'm gone.
5: It's probably Cause, wise.
1: Because if it's way better, <laughs> right? You don't I don't want to know. know. Uh-huh. And if it's way worse,
0: I don't, don't. I don't want to know. know. I so, can,
5: I can say it was definitely one of those, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> We can guarantee
1: you. So, so you guys took a our, uh, our shot at the Ramsey folks?
5: Well, We did. We took, yeah. I mean, we really Jesse let them did. have it. And then I noticed on Twitter that Aka finally threw a shot across the bow at us.
3: Wait, tell me more about this. Because I put them on blast a few weeks ago.
5: Yeah. So, yeah, for listeners who, who haven't been keeping up with this developing saga uh, uh, with, with the, the relevant podcast and... What is presumably the entire financial world? This is this I is mean, turning into
3: the Christian West Side Story. It's yeah, like it's sort of like Ramsey. an
5: Occupy mm-hmm, thing too. Mm-hmm, right. It's like Occupy Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm trying to remember how how it started. I think jo- well, uh, the
1: John Acuff, the Acuff. John Acuff, who he works for Dave it. Ramsey and is a yeah. prominent blogger and tweeter, uh, he he started uh, ripping off our jokes. And not crediting it, mm. and so we started calling them out. Absolutely, mm-hmm. two weeks in a row, two weeks in a row, and then I ran into him, and and I didn't
5: know this. Yeah, you I didn't know about this.
1: Yeah, I guess we. I haven't recorded With since your car just got
5: back. <laughs> you saw him and you're like, there <laughs> he is, and you gunned it.
1: So no, it was uh, no. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a funny guy. He's a nice guy. Uh, he was talking to Roxy at this event, and I and I walked up, and I'm like, hey, I've never met him before. And uh, and I was like, so first thing in my mouth, so have you heard about the feud that we've started with you? <laughs> and he goes, I've caught wind of it. And I have no idea why you guys are, what, what are you talking? So I told him, I was like, you're, you're plagiarizing our jokes and we caught you and we're just telling the world. That's it. And he's like, you yeah, know, he didn't know if I was joking or not, but he's a good guy. He's a good sport. Anyway, he said, all right, it's on. And so he said he was going to put it at start. So basically Acuff is the Carlos Mencia of the
6: Christian world.
2: Oh. No. <laughs> Except
6: 100% less, less racist.
5: <laughs> Ambo, and Bone, you just took get too far. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I think that's the tagline of the show. (laughs)
1: Hambone, you just took it too far?
5: (laughs) No, but I think he said something on Twitter last week. he did. Uh, I've got it right here, Jesse. Okay.
0: He said, not sure if this is true, but I heard the Cat Fancy Magazine podcast recruited one of the relevant mag podcast guys, and he might be defecting.
6: Oh. That's that's me. (laughs) That's Hambone. Yeah, that's Hambone.
0: To which I responded something back to him. That I don't remember what I said. NSFW. It, was, it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we want this podcast to be safe. But he replied, "That sounds exactly like someone uh, who was jealous that they were not recruited by Cat Fancy
5: would say." Oh. See, so, then, we, so we know it's not Chad.
0: And
1: then right. last night he starts talking smack about Dwight Howard mm-hmm. and me. Uh-huh. Mm. And, uh huh. And not good. You're gonna block him. Is
6: he a basketball fan?
1: He's a Celtics fan. He's a lockout. Oh, fan. Even uh, How uh, worse. Is he a
6: Celtics fan.
1: Uh, because he's a bandwagon guy. Ooh. Oh, I don't, know. Wow. I don't know.
3: I mean, wow. why else would you be he if likes, you're not from there? He likes awesome players that were great 10 years ago.
1: He likes <laughs> aging athletes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, no, he's a Celtics guy because we, we had a, uh, a playoff bet a couple years ago. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he he uh, he said something about uh, there's a rumor that Dwight's going to go sign with the Milwaukee Bucks and Cameron Strang's is going to move up there too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not funny.
5: That is good. That is good.
1: And I I wrote him back. I said, "Listen, my philosophy on dealing with this imp- impending heartbreak is simply ABC." <laughs> Anywhere but the Celtics.
5: <laughs> <laughs> we, we should know for the listeners. I mean, it is good natured. He did one time co-host a, a uh, episode of this very podcast. It was a
1: rip roaring
3: episode. He did. Oh, it was he a actually
5: great episode. Yeah. I didn't
1: listen because <laughs> I wasn't here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but he uh, he said he had a great time with you guys. Yeah. He, he said him. that guy on the Skype, he's funny. That's what he told me.
5: I, I skyped in me.
1: that day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: that was handbone. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. He,
6: he skyped in from his office. Yeah. <laughs> he probably didn't care for me.
5: <laughs> yeah, he, he went out of his way to say he didn't know what was up with that handbone guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but 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 uh, Acuff works for Ramsey, mm-hmm. and and then a couple weeks ago Ramsey. Um, took it too far sabotaged
5: the podcast (laughs) sabotaged the
1: podcast a little shock and awe a little swooping in uh, Mm -hmm. right when we were supposed to record so this week we get payback by promoting his book it's not over it's not over (laughs) (laughs) anyway before all that uh, your music releases uh, coming out on Tuesday October 25th Justice is coming out with audio video disco wow three releases one, an audio one, a video one, and then a disco one. A different medium altogether. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Deer Tick is coming out with Divine Providence. Uh, Tom Waits with Bad As Me. Uh, Surfer Blood with tarot classics, like tarot cards. Ooh. Mm. So they're, they're evil now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Coldplay yeah. with Milo Zelato. We talked about this last week,
0: and... And my misin- my information was wrong because we said that album was coming out last week, but it's actually this next Tuesday. Did you edit that out of the podcast? No, I, I think I kept it in. Okay, so I just sound
3: like a liar, yeah, in announcing it. No, just uninformed. Uh, yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> and so well, Cameron have a lot of angry people <laughs> that were lined up to buy that. Well, and you try and you Cameron, tried
6: to announce the Drake album too.
5: We, well, I
6: think I took that. You're lucky I out. saved Did you? you. I might yeah, have taken you, that. Yeah, out.
5: Ryan Ryan
3: helped out. Hambone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Cameron sweeps in this week and delivers the accurate
1: information, yeah, and the listeners Coldplay. are like oh
3: finally thank god he's back yeah. finally get this thing back on the
5: rails <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, movie releases coming out on Friday October 28th The Rum Diary which is actually Ryan's diary yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, really care for rum starring uh, Johnny Depp and Aaron Eckhart In Time starring Justin Timberlake and other people that one looks pretty yeah good. is it gonna be good I think so I mean
6: the, the premise is really cool so. and,
1: and the clips he looks legit yeah cool by me yeah and uh, if you're not in the mood for a gritty, uh, violent uh, action movie starring Justin Timberlake, you can go see Puss in Boots starring <laughs> Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Galifianakis' voice is in it, too. Yeah, huh? is, is it
2: really?
0: Yeah. Has Antonio Banderas done a non-animated he's in the, movie? He's in the new Pedro
6: Almodovar movie. What is that? That's that Spanish director that did, like, Talk to Her and All, the, about, or all about My Mother and... Oh. Yeah, he's like an art
1: house oh, oh cool director <laughs> anyway that's your entertainment releases stay tuned up next Slices
0: This week's podcast is brought to you by the film The Mighty Max. She dared to dream and they dared to believe. Based on a true story, The Mighty Max is an inspiring sports movie about the original Cinderella team and women's basketball. The Mighty Max is in theaters now. You can watch the trailer and learn more at
1: themightymax.com You're listening to M83. The song is Reunion from the album Hurry Up. We're dreaming, which I don't I don't understand that at all. Uh, it's playing right now on Relevant FM. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Fantagram with Don't Move from their upcoming mini-LP, Nightlife. Well, actually, it's not upcoming anymore. It's their new one. It drops November 1.
0: I got that think. app. And it takes great pictures. What app? That's, Insta- that's Instagram. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, just, Good just, try. I'm
3: just playing.
1: So <laughs> the song Don't Move by Fantagram is featured on the next... Uh, relevant Collection CD uh, that subscribers get, Volume mm. 4. It's an amazing lineup. Actually, it's up now. It's mm. available now for yeah. subscribers. So, if you're a subscriber, your new issue of Relevant, uh, the one with Mute Math on the cover, November, December, uh, has a sticker on the cover that tells you where to go download your Volume 4 free CD. So, It's got Fanagram and Beirut, mm-hmm. Active Child, and mm-hmm. uh, Let's see, who else is on there? It's got
0: there? all kinds of good stuff. Blitz and Trapper's on there. Katie Herzig is on there. The Kooks. It's uh, ridiculous. There's some live performances on there by Paper Out and New Lore.
1: It's a great, great it's lineup. It's a great so if like you're a subscriber, yeah So if uh, you're a subscriber, go check it out. And if you're not, If subscribed. you're not, you should, and then you will get access to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse?
5: All right, so uh, Celebrity uh, Cooking... Host and author, Paula Dean, who's known for uh, her, her southern delicacies that, that aren't always very healthy, has, is releasing a new uh, line of flavored lip balm. And anyone who knows Paula Dean knows that her favorite thing in the world is butter, uh, which is uh, the primary ingredient in most of the dishes she prepares. Uh, and so the, 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 one of the hallmark flavors of her new lip balm line is butter. Butter flavored lip balm, which to me seems like if you wanted to have butter flavored lip balm, you would just carry around a stick of butter. <laughs> but
3: that's so this true. Com- this that's comes true. without the calories, though.
5: I don't know. I mean, I think anything that even resembles butter is loaded with calories. <laughs> would you? But I don't think you're going to eat the lip balm, though.
1: Could you? Could you uh, like? as a calorie replacement thing, if you load your lips up with this and you have that flavor on your lips, then you could conceivably just slide dry bread Uh into your mouth. (laughs) It gets coated with the butter flavor. Zero calories, butter bread. Maybe
5: maybe it's like quote unquote lip balm. It's like, (laughs) it's like, have you ever been to one of those shady flea markets and like brass knuckles are illegal? So they're selling like paperweights as brass knuckles. Yes. I can see. It's like that. It's like, she can't actually say, this is butter that you ru- that will stick to your lips so you can when you're shoving food down your gullet <laughs> you don't have to take the time to actually spread the butter.
6: Also, can you imagine watching someone gumming all their food <laughs> down? What are you doing? Oh, I'm just using my lip balm to seize my food. I'm going to I'm going to wait till
1: So uh, I need garlic butter yeah. lip balm.
5: Yeah, <laughs> or- yeah, sorry. All my teeth rotted out when I was uh eating four pounds of cheesecake every day. So now I have to gum it up with my buttery lips. I'm going to wait till the,
3: uh, the the gravy flavor comes out because that that's more my style. Like the sausage gravy? Yeah, sausage oh, gravy
6: lip balm. There you go. I
5: think well, she, awesome. she does have other flavors, uh, which all of these sound far more appetizing uh, to me than butter. Uh, peach cobbler, pecan pie, pumpkin pie, key lime pie, and banana pudding. Again, all of those, the <laughs> consistency of every one of those Could actually be used, I think, as lip (laughs) balm. I think she's just taking these dishes and putting them in the little tube.
6: Jesse, I would love to see a picture of you with butter slathered all over your face (laughs) as lip (laughs) balm.
5: You you didn't just go there, (laughs) Hambone. Hambone went there. (laughs) 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 Butterface. No, no, no. It's Hambone threw down.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Hambone on the Butterface. (laughs) There's a morning show. (laughs) Hambone on the Butterface this week on WCRK.
5: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so so Paula Dean is doing her part to, um, you know. contribute to the well, uh, obesity epidemic it's almost like those like electronic cigarettes at the mall Do you guys have those kiosks at your mall yeah yeah um, yeah I was, it's like i, I don't I, I have no idea about the science or if it's any better or any worse for you it's just way creepier <laughs> the guy working at the smokeless cigarette kiosk is you know always has a ponytail uh, i don't know if this is your guys experience and it is is a little bit a little bit too pale yeah, and I mean, you're just sitting there smoking the, the the smokeless cigarettes i feel like this is the lip balm equivalent of that like you're not actually just eating a stick of butter all day but you're still putting l- butter on your lips all day you so know
1: i actually have a question about lip balm i've never used it the flavored lip balm can you actually taste the flavor or, just, or does it just smell like that like a scratch and sniff no you can taste no, it. it you taste it. You really yeah, it's can the taste the craziest it Craziest thing it's the crazy, it's like jelly. So strawberry limo. jelly bellies. you're like, tasting strawberry
6: all day? Right, no.
3: I mean, uh, that's... W- and whoever kisses you is, is There's tasting. There's only the...
6: I only really like one kind, because... like well, they lick your lips. Right. I mean, I don't... How do, you, like, how, how do you kiss? How do you kiss? <laughs> <laughs> you don't lick lips? No, but you, you know? taste You, you taste the other person's lips. <laughs> you like, you can tell if they... My, I don't have taste buds
1: on my actual no,
6: lips. if Maya has eaten a tuna fish sandwich, you're telling me <laughs> you won't kiss her and be like, you had tuna. <laughs>
1: Okay, depends on what type of kiss we're talking about. A, a holy one. Even just like a peck on the peck
6: on no, the mouth. Okay, okay. t- what about this?
5: She she comes home over and she goes, Hey honey, it's good to see you. Peck right on the mouth. I wouldn't like, is that butter? I wouldn't
1: <laughs> No, but if <laughs> I'm well,
5: just doing it's good little, to see you, if I want some popcorn.
1: If it's just lip to lip contact, I don't have taste buds on my lips. Yeah, but you like smell it really close up so that's what well, i'm saying I, I was asking lips. like if it's just a smell well thing.
6: or like or it'll get on your lips and then you'll taste it yeah yeah, um, yeah. that's, yeah. that's it's usually a, it's so it's when i walk away i'm right, like did exactly. i just have
5: butter like, right but i won't yeah, really know where you, i came you from ha- yeah. or, or no you just have this like you know unexplainable cra- craving for like corn on the cob at that point <laughs>
3: yeah you have a sneaking suspicion your wife's just been chewing on sticks of butter yeah after right. you walk away all right
5: I mean, on second thought, it's kind of a great idea.
3: <laughs> after we, after you tease it out a little bit.
5: Yeah. Well, I'm just, the more I think about it, the more it's like you know I might actually try that.
6: They should make it. Uh, they should make lip balm that tastes like things. When you eat them, your breath is gross, and everyone sort of judges you for them. Because then you could be like, "Oh no, that's just my lip balm." Because it'll be like, "Did you just eat like an entire bag of Cool Ranch Doritos?" No, it's just my lip balm.
1: Wait. But you're a guy. Why are you using lip balm?
6: Well, okay. When I was in Chicago, you have to use your lip balm. You have to use lip balm or your
1: lips will crack and bleed. That's Again, true. why are you using flavored lip balm? Oh, I never did. Just use I use ChapStick, used- the generic kind with the black label. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's a...
5: Yeah. That's yeah, a I mean, It's like, like using Pert in your man <laughs> It kills
1: everything. Use a man's balm. <laughs> Actually, Burt's Bees
6: works the best oh, out of all yeah, of them. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah, true.
1: And that's mint. Do you get that in the feminine hygiene
6: aisle? <laughs> Right next to my t- hand bones, tampons. Uh, no, it's mint. It's mint flavored. It's delicious.
5: And when I don't use the odor. I just rub some baking soda and sea salt in my armpits. Okay.
6: Have you ever had friends or like... Because I'm a
5: man. Have you ever
6: had friends or like... These are always the parents of my friends. I
5: don't know why sea salt.
6: <laughs> they would. They were like scared of the aluminum... Oxide or whatever and deodorant, and they would use I, can, I think it was baking soda or like rubbing alcohol instead of deodorant. What and they would like put that on their armpits, Ooh. rubbing alcohol, yeah. And I was it's just like, like the, it's like, like the
5: weird people that make their own soap, yeah. Well, well, soap you can make, don't talk I mean, about you can, club you can that way, <laughs> <laughs> you can make
1: yeah. soap, but you can't really make deodorant. It's so, yeah, it but, but so okay,
5: here's the thing that I didn't understand about people that made their own soap it's like soap isn't that expensive. You're telling me. That you you don't have a dollar fifty to go buy a couple bars of soap, but you have the time to store animal fat and and, and go through the arduous process <laughs> of actually manufacturing your own soap.
6: No, it's a great homeschooling activity. This is
3: why
5: you. Do, <laughs> this is why <what> you <laughs> don't understand from yeah. first uh-huh. experience.
6: This is why you don't understand the ninety nine percent, Jesse. Yeah, <laughs> you're, so, you're so removed. You're like Alec Baldwin showing yeah. up.
5: I, I, hey, I've seen I've seen pictures of those occupy the the one percent. Trust me, they're not using soap. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh snap.
1: Uh anyway, okay, uh what do you have?
6: S- uh, speaking of troubling economic times. Uh there is currently a restaurant in I think the UK and they are currently selling a dessert that costs $35,000.
5: What? Yeah. For is one it gold It has gold in it.
6: It has gold in it, but it also has a two carat It's car- also poison. <laughs> it also has a two carat diamond, uh, champagne jelly, champagne caviar, bitter dark chocolate, orange, peach, and whiskey flavored Belgian chocolate, something called a light biscuit uh, Joconde. J O C O N D E. I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> a gold ring. Uh, and then shovel sheets of gold leaf.
5: So so basically, it's it's a big pile of jewelry with like ice cream on it. Yeah,
6: exactly. So I feel like the $34,000 uh, is uh, mostly paying for the two-carat diamond.
5: Yeah, I was going to say, about $33,997 uh, <laughs> uh, are the jewelry. Then there's like $3 worth of briars on top.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole thing comes in a golden Fabergé egg. That opens have and the, then your dessert. Lady, the Lady
3: Gaga pops out. As well. I don't
1: I don't know if it doesn't say if they've sold them to me or not. Because, you know, I mean, I've heard a lot about these, you know, the crazy expensive hamburgers yeah. and those kinds of things. And they actually sell them, but they're not $34,000. Right.
5: Well, the weird thing is with this, you don't get to keep any of the jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> <of egg. laughs>
1: You know, if
3: it wasn't this challenging economic season, I remember remember back in 2002 before the real estate crash, Uh I could have afforded that. You know, so it is all about the economy right now. There's so many
6: things I can't do. It's when your kids were eating $2,000 fruit gushers. Yeah. I mean, there were
3: things that we could do as a family then that we can't afford to do now. So it's been tough on all fruit roll
6: ups of pure gold. Those were the days.
5: (laughs) Yeah. See, see, normally, yeah, back when the economy was really booming, you know, like if my wife and I went out to dinner and to order that dessert i would order one for both of us now most likely we'll be splitting it <laughs> so you are the 99 percent. yeah so i really feel for this occupy thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm right there all
6: right what do you have
3: switching topics uh slightly um in other news we have uh we have a massive uh all-out war going on in salem massachusetts between the zombies and the witches. I don't know if you guys know about this, but there's a zombie mansion that's been set I, up.
5: I, 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 let me catch. I think you're thinking of Twilight, and it's uh, <laughs> vampires versus werewolves. Is, is Am I not reporting this correctly? And that's in the Pacific Northwest. Uh,
3: <laughs> in In Salem, Massachusetts, there's actually these two mansions that have been set up during Halloween that has zombies in it, and one across the street that has witches in it. And they're both... Actual um, zombies? Yeah, and they're, they're both uh, handing out leaflets to promote their Halloween events. And um every week the war, the all out war between the witches and zombies is getting worse and worse. And it started uh when uh when one of the witches tripped some of the zombies while they were handing out leaflets. And then, you know, the, the zombies got super, super, super upset. So now they're standing in front of the witches' mansion, uh screaming for them to uh to come out and face to them. burn her? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, so imagine if, if you're near if you're near Salem, you have to go um, because this thing's getting out of hand. Apparently, a 60 year old zombie was hip checked this last week, <laughs> and uh, while he was handing out leaflets in a in a straight jacket, and uh, and things are getting out of out of control. So,
5: and if you get tripped and you're wearing a straight jacket, it's going to hurt. It know? is. It is. You can't catch yourself.
3: No. So. If uh, if you're in the area, um, I'd love for, for someone to kind of weigh in and report on what's going on. I love some pictures and images.
6: Have you ever been to one of those haunted houses?
3: Uh, only the Christian ones where they, uh, they oh tell the, me hell, not to the get, hell houses yeah where they tell me not yeah. to get an abortion at the I've end. I've never I've never been to any of
6: them.
1: No, they tell you to not drink alcohol at the end. Oh, I thought it was. There's usually an abortion situation. there's always an abortion situation. Well, there's be, an abortion situation, situation but there's always the the car crash that smells yeah. like alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they all died. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> well, like I said, I think to combat <laughs> the sin of gluttony, they have the apology. Dean room, where this guy's <laughs> sitting there,
1: smearing with
6: like lit a huge all over turkey and like
5: sticks of butter everywhere, and you sits in chair and he's going, Ugh, I don't feel so good, uh, I don't feel so good, and then there's like you know the little demons running around going, look at him, look at him, and you go next room. <laughs> That'll Jesse, if
6: that. you if you ever put together a haunted house or a hell house, I would go in a heartbeat.
5: Yeah, well, they, it would mostly just be that room. <laughs>
1: All right, well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, us and our daughters. You're listening to real estate. The song is "It's Real." Dot dot dot. Estate. That's not true. Not true. Um, it's from their album Days. Us and Our Daughters is Philip and Leah Labru, uh, an indie pop folk duo from Nashville. I have, I've actually known Philip for years. I have actually. Let me be correct. I knew Philip. Years ago, when I lived in Nashville, Mm -hmm. he and I were actually really good friends. Okay. And then I moved on here to start Relevant, and we kind of lost touch. Hmm. But um, he's making music and doing amazing stuff, and we're so excited about us and our daughters. Um, Their debut EP is called Songs About Us, and it was released this year, uh, born out of a hard year for for the couple. They had two baby girls 13 months apart, and then Leah suffered uh, from postpartum depression, and their marriage went through some really rough times. Uh, the EP is an honest collection of songs about how they made the choice to fight for love. Now, on the other side, they're excited to share this personal project with others in hopes that it encourages that love is worth fighting for. You can find out more at usandourdaughters.com. Our very own Elise Gilligan spoke to him. Here is Us and Our Daughters. Does anybody know I keep on a
2: hold of love? Than your heart Nothing can break it apart oh, no. Does
7: anybody know? I know that you started us and our daughters out of just this difficult time in your marriage where things were just kind of dissolving and just really going through some challenges. And everyone is well acquainted with the breakup song. Do you guys feel like you have an appreciation for the power of the stay together song? Um, yes. yeah, yeah absolutely I know actually there's not enough songs written about staying together and you know kind of what you have to walk through to get to that point um, I mean, even the feeling of in a marriage where you're going we're in this we're in this till the end till death to us part and yet you do hit bumps in the road that are like wow this is this is I have to choose and make I'm fighting for this and I think a lot of people can relate and it's really obviously in our generation, our culture, our society, Mm -hmm. it's really easy to give up. Mm -hmm. Um, And everyone tells you to give up actually. So to be able to go, no, like we're fighting for this and and to see the beauty on the other side is, is really, it actually makes the love taste that much sweeter. Mm -hmm. And I think it is, it is a bummer when you give up because because you don't get to taste that, you know? And I think Philip and I even just going through, I mean, this is just, this is one season and, and one time in our lives and kind of going through parenthood and he and I are on the other side. And I feel like right now it's it's really sweet. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And when you can really experience the joy of your marriage and your union, um, when you experience also the heartache of it too, so
8: you know it sounds trite, but, it, it, but it's so true. Like when you truly walk through valleys, you know, with your love, where you're just like not feeling it, and, and you're, it's not what you thought it was. Be, but you push through, and you and you make it. You know, when you're on the other side of those, it feels so special. You know, and you and and I think I think too. Like we we're in a generation that where we follow our our heart, if you will but really it's like what, what what you feel is what it is you know if it doesn't feel right then it's not right if you, and I think like I think pushing through emotions sometimes pushing through that and fighting for that and just going you know what we're putting a stake in the ground and this is who we are and then watching God honor that bringing all those emotions back and then some even more you know it's yeah. been it's been really cool we should sail away to some
2: distant place, forget each other's names and faces, fall in love all over again. Tell me we can get back to.
7: I want to ask you guys, through writing these songs and not having this EP out, how have you experienced music as a tool for personal healing?
8: I mean, it's honestly like it's such a cool thing to sit down with Leah and you know, in the thick of things last year, and to talk through what we're feeling and to to be in a situation where you know, sitting down and having you know, half of writing a song is just having a great, you know, conversation about, okay, what are we going to write? What do we want to say? And then you get, then you start really trying to put all those feelings down to three and a half, four minutes. And it's, it is so therapeutic to do that because we really, um, you really have to work through a lot and really have to talk through a lot to get, to compress all that you're feeling into a song. And I think in that process, it was, Really special, and honestly, when I even when I listen back on the EP, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe we let people hear these songs. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe that we allowed people to purchase these songs because, <laughs> um, you know, they're um, very
7: personal. Really, they're really personal. about our personal journey. So, and not that our music is geared or has to be geared towards a married couple walking through something. It's just that's kind of where we're at and that's what we're doing and we've been writing a lot more music we've written music our whole marriage worship songs and things like that this was just kind of therapeutic for us and um, we're going to continue to write songs but specifically this EP I would say for couples and friends they're like wow this is it's refreshing you know finally you are who you are and and you actually are encouraging me to want to dive deeper into my marriage and yeah it's um, really
8: amazing to yeah, hear that so you know like it's great. just and it's really it's really awesome really awesome but then i hear the angels singing over her while she sleeps
2: yes, and this i hear the angels sing
7: one thing you want your listeners to take away from listening to us and our daughters about the reality of love and faith what is that i think it would be that maybe the message is just you know love is so beautiful and romantic and is is amazing and and yet it is hard and yet with the drive and passion after each other and and having God and Christ be the center of that, it is so possible, it is so possible to fight through your trials as a couple. Um, whether that be past baggage of, you know, who you were before you got married, or whether that just be personality quirks and or whatever, you know, that I think the message is going, no matter who you are, where you come from, what's going on, like, mm-hmm. you know, to walk away and know that it's so worth the fight and it's okay that it's hard. It's okay. You don't have to pretend like your marriage is perfect and then behind closed doors, it's not, you know, and and mm-hmm. maybe just even that encouraging of like, it's hard and be yeah, vulnerable. Be vulnerable
8: and honest with with, with, with with it and and also giving hope for to folks yeah. that you know, haven't tasted love yet that it's so great and it's so not what you think it is but it's so much better than you think yeah, it is yeah it's so much you know? deeper
7: than what you think it is
2: oh hi hi
1: That was Us and Our Daughters. Absolutely make sure to check out their EP at usandourdaughters.com. You're listening to James Blake and Bonnie Bear. The song is Fall Creek Boys Choir from the EP Enough Thunder. It's playing right now on Relevant.fm. Tune in. Dave Ramsey is... Well, you know who Dave Ramsey is. He's an American financial author, radio host, TV personality, and motivational speaker. His syndicated radio program, The Dave Ramsey Show, is heard by 4.5 million listeners each week which explains why he wasn't very impressed when I told him that our podcast has 70,000 downloads. <laughs> We're gaining on you, Dave. His three New York Times bestselling books have sold more than 6 million copies combined. His new book is called Entre Leadership and describes the responsibilities of a small business owner as an entrepreneur and as a leader. Entre Leadership is also the name of a small business conference developed by Dave. Uh, the principles presented at Leadership Seminar are the core principles of how Ramsey grew his company debt-free. You can find out more at DaveRamsey.com or entreleadership.com Our very own Josh Lewin Loveless spoke to him recently. Here is Dave Ramsey. Hey, Dave, uh, in your book, you're trying to
3: highlight the qualities of an entrepreneur and the qualities of a leader. What is it about these two personalities that seems to have captured your imagination so much?
4: Well, what I observed in my own life was, as we're running our business, that as an entrepreneur, I brought a lot of positive things to the table, but, you know, that sense of being ADD and that sense of being distracted and uh, that, that sense of overpowering everything was not good. And then on the other hand, when I was trying to look at leadership, somehow leadership felt very academic, a little dry. And so I wanted it to have some spice, and so I thought the entrepreneur should be polished by the diplomacy of the leader, and the leader should be inspired by the passion and the creativity of the entrepreneur. And so when I combined those two, which is what I my goal was to become an entree leader, and then later my goal was to hire and mentor entree leaders inside of our organization. I don't just want leaders, and I don't want just entrepreneurs. I mean, if you've got a whole building full of entrepreneurs, that's like trying to nail Jello to a tree.
3: For 2011 you've been running this company for a while so many of these principles seem like that these are things that you've wrestled with for a really long time there's people out there you know writing books like rework that kind of represent kind of a a uh, don't think black and white think gray you know when it comes to corporate organizational leadership is there an old school and new school paradigm and thought when it comes to leadership um and if so what do you think those look like
4: Well, I think that new school actually oftentimes is old school with some new vernacular. Um, You know, we've learned years ago that if you treat other people like you want to be treated, that's called the golden rule, that's pretty old school, that, uh, that you get great results. And so when you treat your customer like they want to be treated, when you treat your team like they want to be treated, then you have a Zig Ziglar moment. If you help enough people get what they want, you end up getting what you want in the process. And it's not manipulative, it's a spirit of service. So that's old school, but it's kind of gotten washed away out of some of the companies in America. And so it looks new when it comes on the scene again.
3: While talking about the steps you take during that hiring process, uh, you mentioned that you require every new hire to submit their personal budget so you can see if they can afford to work their job, because as you say in the book, uh, broke people struggle at their job. If everyone subscribed to that with their business, in your opinion, how would any broke people get hired?
4: Well, they would get hired in a, a position only that can support the household that they put together, or they'd start cutting their household back example is not the person who is uh, broke in the sense of homeless or something like that the example is the guy who was in here the other day who needed ninety thousand dollars a year to support his mess he had created and he couldn't pay his bills if he didn't make ninety thousand dollars a year well the position he was interviewing for paid sixty and so i can't put that guy in that role so he's got to either find something that he can pay his bills with or he's got to adjust his lifestyle to, which is probably really what he needs to do, to uh, be able to accept that kind of a position. But I'm not going to put him in a lose-lose scenario. He cannot win in that situation. I'm not going to raise him to 90. The job doesn't pay that. It doesn't justify that in the market. The revenue in the business unit doesn't justify that. Nothing there is logical for us to do that. And, And yet I know for his family to run properly, that's what he needs. Well that's just suicide. And it's stupid.
3: With the amount of college graduates who can't find work in their field and the amount of emerging successful entrepreneurs who never even graduated college, is a college education less important or in your opinion more important to your financial success than it was, let's say 25 years ago?
4: A college education is more important to your financial success, but not because of the degree. The degree is increasingly worthless This lie that we've told a couple of generations that if you get a college degree, your life's going to be successful is a complete pile of garbage. That is bogus as it can be. Listen, I run a business with 320 folks working here. We hire people who can do the job. Now, who can do the job? The people that have the knowledge and the ability to apply that knowledge in the marketplace. That's who can do the job the degree doesn't mean squat. i got people working here that have more degrees than a thermometer that are ineffective, and I have to constantly work with them. Then i got guys who barely graduated high school who are web geniuses, you know? And so that's not, you know, it's not, it's about knowledge base. Knowledge is the currency of the marketplace today. And where can you get knowledge? One great place to get it is in college. But, I mean, if you get a degree in, uh, you know, uh, German history polka, German polka history or something, you get your PhD in that, that's useless. And and you go $120,000 in student loan debt to get that. See, that's living that lie. That's, well, I got a college degree and I can't find a job. That's because you have no freaking people skills. And you have no ability to apply the stuff in the marketplace. You need knowledge, and college is a great place to get it. You don't need a degree.
3: there's obviously a lot of conversation right now about the economy and politics and um and there are a lot of people trying to get our attention about what the american dream represents um do you feel like there's been a redefinition of the american dream in the last 15 or 20 years or or do you do you feel like um that's still something that you know that the people need to pursue with their lives
4: I think on the negative side that the American dream has been defined as what the government's going to give me. And I think that's a huge mistake. And I, and I think we've done the populace a huge disservice by lying to them and telling them that their prosperity is going to come through a government program. Uh, that, that is not a God-designed program. Uh, God wants you to be lifted up. He wants you to have dignity. He wants you to go do what he puts you on the planet for. He has a plan for you. And so that, that's a big deal. And to step into that is the American dream. Uh, do you have to work for yourself to live the American dream? No. So, I mean, we need to define, I guess, what the American dream is. But the American dream is the ability to pursue happiness. It is not the guarantee of happiness. And I can tell you over 20 years of running this business that I have been in the pursuit of happiness. Have I been happy every day? No. Some days are not good days. But I'm not guaranteed that. Right. And I'm not guaranteed that by the Constitution nor by the Bible. So I'm going to have some processes that I go through. I'm going to go through some garbage to get here, to get to where I want to be. But but we're guaranteed the pursuit of happiness. That is the American dream. And that's what we need to bring back out again.
1: That was Dave Ramsey. Find out more at DaveRamsey.com. listening to lights the song is toes it's playing right now on relevant fm okay last week uh they asked you i wasn't here uh which 1990s artist i'm clarifying not 1890s artist so which i didn't want to just say which 90s artists mm. people could be uh-huh. very confused yeah Mozart. <laughs>
5: I think that's 1690s. A long time ago. That's all that matters.
1: Okay, so we asked you which 90s artist you would like to see make a comeback and perform alongside a current indie or mainstream artist.
0: This was after watching Kenny G play with Foster the People. On Saturday Night Live. And Katy Perry. Right. Right. Michael Bolton coming back with uh, Lonely Islands. Right.
3: Uh, just to point out, James Chapman one two three said he found it disturbing that we uh, we mentioned that Kenny G plays a clarinet because he obviously plays the soprano
1: saxophone.
5: Right? You guys said clarinet. Our bad. It's, I I mean I, I I'm sorry. I don't I, I don't know my brass instruments. That's to distinguish. It's, it's, it's a woodwind. How, how different is a clarinet it's, and, and and soprano saxophone? It's not a brass. It's, it's a, a woodwind. woodwind. It's a woodwind. <laughs> There's nothing about it that looks like... It, nothing, Mo-
6: Mozart nothing
3: brass, brass instruments.
5: About it. Yeah. So, I'm really losing some cred here. Jesse, you're a
6: Philistine. Listen,
3: you,
5: you need to go to a symphony, man. <laughs> Seriously. I
3: have to take responsibility for this because I think I was the one calling it a clarinet. I am the
0: fool. Um, you're I, the same guy that announced Coldplay's record came out last <laughs>
2: week, too.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I am. I am. I'm not really being set up for success music. around here.
3: So um, I
6: think he plays... Oh, no, I guess he doesn't. I thought he, I played, thought he played multiple played instruments. He does.
3: For
5: but years, he... I called a ukulele a mini guitar. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he also
1: plays
6: a
5: flute. And a cello, a huge violin.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Allison, Allison answering the question said, uh, what if In Sync joined mm-hmm. up with Justin Timberlake?
5: <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen. I like that. It's pretty good.
1: What would you say? Handphone? Burn. Is that your new catchphrase? Burn.
2: (laughs) Burn. (laughs) Um, It's the ham bone.
1: Yeah. Anytime you do something that crosses a line, you're like, hey, it's the ham bone. (laughs)
5: Like, like, don't get offended. It's just the ham bone. And
1: then there's like an
6: elephant trumpet sound. I don't what? know why. <laughs> I just think like, that'd be a great sound. Yeah, just,
5: then there's just like a <laughs> random yeah sound effects. You just hear a tree falling, someone yelling, Timber!
1: <laughs> it's the hand bone. <laughs> All right. Next week <laughs> next week I'm gonna hook up the laptop and I'm gonna I'll play your sound effects for you throughout the show. I like this.
5: Yeah, I have a hand bone soundboard ready to go. I will.
1: Uh MN Nice says for me it's a three way toss Whoa, wait, up. M M.
3: Is that M-N- I was thinking of M. There's right? no Sorry. Shyamalan <laughs> na- ding dong here. It's uh That's racist. Uh <laughs> number, number one uh, in, the three, in the three-way <laughs> toss-up is Wilson Phillips and Ratatat tat tat hmm. Number two is Chumbawamba hmm. and Rural Alberta Advantage. No. Wow. Number three, which I like, is that dude from Snow and Rufus Wainwright. He's like, come on, you know, Snow, the guy who sang Informer, something, yeah, yeah, something, yeah. something, yeah. I'll take you boom, boom, down. Yeah, Bueller, anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, and then he said also any band featuring Matthew and Gunnar Nelson would get a tip of the hat for me.
5: Well, D- Dustin Donner said the spin doctors in Vampire Weekend. He also Ugh. wrote out the <laughs> the lyrics for Two Princes. Reimagine that. Uh, um, you can go to the page and read. Is that the one that's like,
6: "If you want to come, Yeah, me bait, That's the one. Oh, oh that's okay. it. Yeah.
5: Why do we? Why? I mean, are,
1: are they saying like they want? To hear Spin Doctors come back? I mean, because let them just keep their jobs at Starbucks and live a happy life. I mean, I do
3: not want to hear them make music Come again. on, Spin Doctors is probably on that circuit with uh, Starship and others that come through Epcot and Universal. Oh, come on, Spin Doctors play, is way better that than that. They play Star on a Ship. Tuesday night at like 6.30 with like families and kids in strollers. At
1: the American Pavilion?
3: Yeah, at the American yeah. Pavilion.
6: I tried to listen to Starship like ironically the yeah, other day. How'd that work out for it's you?
1: awful yeah? Like
6: i can't even handle it like we built this city is yeah. a terrible song
5: really built this yeah, city,
6: yeah. try to listen to the whole thing you won't make it through
5: really? I-, I saw it's, like toad the wet sprocket at the country fair one time see
6: same same circuit
5: yeah, it was it was weird and sad, and they were pretty much acknowledging it. There was, like, the world's biggest horse. Well, you know, what was touted as the world's biggest horse, like, in, like, one of those little things you could pay money in right beside the stage. And they kept referring to the world's biggest horse and how they were pretty much on the same level as the world's biggest horse. Wow, that's Like, very... check out this, us on the main stage, right next to the world's biggest horse. Damn, <laughs> bone. So,
1: that's pretty aspirational for them to think that they're actually actually at the level of the world's biggest horse. (laughs) Oh, poor Toad.
6: Poor Toad and his sprockets. And his sprockets. Well,
1: Toad's okay. It's the sprockets (laughs) that really...
5: uh, Yeah, it's really the wet sprockets. The wet
1: sprockets. I mean, if they just dry
0: (laughs) off... I think uh, bands need to start collaborating like that. Like, you know, instead of Toad the wet sprocket, Toad and the sprockets, like Toad and the machine. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Or uh, what know. if it was Florence and the Wet Sprockets, or Drake and the Blowfish? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird circuit, oh, though, of like bands that are trying to still score ten thousand bucks a night playing for like. You think they get that much? People, I don't know. I saw the Rembrandts. Well, they get paid
5: in money <laughs> and funnel cake. <kit. laughs>
3: I saw the Rembrandts play at Disney about five years ago, still playing the Friends theme song. I'll be there for you. And it's so crazy. Like there's probably like literally like 30 people at Disney watching them play. And then they play that song. 17,000 people (laughs) flock from like the haunted mansion and everything. The teacups. I mean, they they hear that song and they start running for the stage. Everybody gets there about the last chorus. They start into another song and everybody leaves (laughs) and goes away.
6: Kate's really excited because we're going to Epcot uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, food wine and and festival. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, her parents are in town and Boys to Men are going to be playing that night. So oh, well,
5: they're I on that circuit. Like still has some legitimacy. Please, Kate's going to freak out.
0: Please help me get them in our studio. <laughs> Come on, there's an in
3: studio performance. I and just want the guy on the all, bridge. That's all he says
0: Come the whole on. time. Is in hey, joining baby. us is hey baby I'm sorry uh, <laughs> joining us this no, week Kate, is Kate, can hey, you baby. please
5: just get him to go like this hand bone
1: (laughs) 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 yeah see i think that the ones who play at universal and disney get more than ten thousand, but the people who play at the county fairs get less than that you don't think it's the same band i because there's only a couple of
6: universals and a couple of disney so i imagine you have to No, it's not the same band those do they do state fairs state fairs you get a lot right because those are big rather than county fairs yeah county fairs are like right that's that's sad
0: what about the bands that play after baseball games it's.
3: The, I think it's the same. Same circuit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Remember when we saw Nelly. That was a great time at the Rays game, right? <laughs> <Yep>.
5: Yeah. <laughs> the S- you saw Nelly and the Saint. Were the Saint Lunatics? Then.
6: <laughs> no, the Saint Lunatics. I think they've been disbanded.
5: Halftime. <laughs> I think the Saint Lunatics are are have been locked up. They're crazy.
1: Ha- halftime shows get five thousand at, at Magic Games. Really? Okay.
5: Yeah, but, yeah, but 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 it's also sometimes like frisbee dog and boxing kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. it is boxing kangaroo. No, so but but maybe the acts that do the post game concert yeah. they would get, yeah. even
6: maybe more, than get that. more. So
1: the couple that like does the changing outfits yeah. they get 5000? Mhm. I could that is
0: amazing quick change change. change. it's amazing
1: they're there like five times a year I don't get tired of it I love it it's the exact same outfit that you you know it's coming and then it's still great how did he change
3: they should just
5: be the resident halftime show for some team like every halftime just quick change because honestly every time you see it your mind's blown it never gets old We always have,
1: and we also have those people that um, we, there's this lady a uh, uh, Chinese lady who rides a very very tall unicycle who kicks and flips bowls onto her head she She has all these bowls that are either handed to her or and she puts them on her toe. So while she's balancing this 10 foot tall unicycle she's she puts the bowls upside down on her toe and she kicks them up in the air and they land on her head. That's crazy stacked and then so the stack keeps going. Two feet, four feet, six feet, eight feet high, and the bulls keep landing on the top, and she keep it's it's actually pretty. I'd rather uh, see that than the Rembrandts. I think She's there. Five times a year. I think every oh, magic oh.
6: game I've been to, it's always been like so and so's
1: dance studio. Oh. Yeah. And it's all yeah. these
6: little girls dancing provocatively,
1: oh and I kids. just feel weird. Yeah, it's the four year olds really? doing yeah. the hoochie dance. Yeah.
6: I'm just like, why? Eight
1: year olds
3: this- doing the Tootsie Roll? Like, the, no, not the, the, entertainers? The no, it's creepy.
6: <laughs> it's like, who's watching this?
3: Yeah, exactly. Look away, look yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> i always
6: like, I shouldn't be looking. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And am I supposed uh, no. to applaud after yeah. this? It's just quiet.
5: Yeah, it is. It's terrible. I think usually. You just hear one guy go,
6: <laughs> <laughs> the only comment I make the whole time is at some point usually during the beginning of the dance I'll lean over to Kate and be like our daughter's never doing never this never
5: mm-hmm.
1: ever yeah. and, and my son isn't either because there's always there's always <laughs> there's one, the one random book. boy in it yeah. you know yeah. 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 He's having
0: the time and of he's his life and he's wearing the shiny and vest he's yeah. just owning it yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah and they make him do the yeah so 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 they have the the unicycle lady they have the quick change and then they have the people who were like they didn't quite make cirque du soleil but it's it's like these two men who do like, body climbing on each other and they balance each other and they like suspend each other and they, hold they, each other yeah, up. They go and go around. And it's just these two it's very muscular men doing... Tant- t- tantric circus. Well, yeah. It also makes
5: everyone feel uncomfortable. Yes,
1: it does. Yes. But they show up several times a year and then in between it's just... Uninvited.
5: <laughs> <laughs> they just run out onto the court. We'll take but our 5,000 They start going and everyone's so intrigued.
1: But then it, they have all these filler ones like the dance studios yeah. and the and the dogs catching frisbees and and the wheelchair i was there another games.
6: one time and it was like the biggest zumba dance or something what and you know that zumba like exercise oh, dance. Yeah. yeah and it was like the biggest group of zumba people in the country so for i don't so those i don't think they
1: pay at all yeah. it's just the opportunity to get out there yeah. and they get free tickets and so they save their pennies to to pay the premium fees for quick change right the last well, game
0: I was at, there was an old person's home that came out and did a dance to Lonely Island. I'm on a boat. No, that's really
1: that's the magic silver stars.
0: And oh. they're, they're that's at, what I was
5: gonna say. That's the weirdest.
0: Yeah, that
1: was very weird. No, so they always come out. The silver stars are there as like you know, they have the dancing dads, <laughs> the, the big fat guys, and then they have the actual dancers and then they have the silver stars. The silver stars, I
3: feel equally as uncomfortable as watching the eight year olds do the Tootsie Roll mm-hmm. because it's a co ed
1: dance team. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a couple of old guys in mm-hmm. there with the ladies mm-hmm. and they're
3: all And they her- know
5: better. The <laughs> children
1: don't. Yeah. Their retirement village <laughs> yeah. and it's an activity to pass the time right. before they die. But yeah. they don't and have so, to bring it out in front of us well, and show us. So
5: then they, they come like, like this is what all of you are headed towards one day. This is going to be the highlight of your golden years right and here. It's like
1: and every time they come it's like 10 20 times a year. You can always tell the people who are season ticket holders mm. and the people who are there for the first time because they do the same thing. They'll do not the same songs but They'll always do like a 50s song and then like this, like what you'd expect old people to be dancing to. Uh And then all of a sudden they'll drop a beat and like Tootsie Roll or like Baby Got Back will come on or something like that. And then they like like rip off their clothes and they start doing this – Crazy, dirty dancing, oh. yeah. and everybody starts going nuts,
3: like yeah, cheering. Yeah. It's hilarious, but, but don't Not they me. seem so happy? Oh, they love they, it. they seem like they're having the time. Well, on their duh. Lives.
6: If you're like sixty five and you're like, I'm going to grind up on
1: someone
5: tonight. <laughs> well, so, like I was going to say, I think happy. they're older than sixty five. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're older than sixty five. My
6: parents <laughs> I was going say six,
5: uh, 65 seems a little young for that. Fine, eighty. <laughs> yeah, still, they're like eighty.
6: 80, 80. You're going to be even happier that's, that you're grinding up on someone. 80, <laughs> eighty, you're just happy you got out for the evening.
5: Yeah. Well, but that's what I say. That's what's so Not depressing people about People are cheering it. you on yeah. while you grind someone. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for your feedback. Uh, if you want to read more, head over to the website and check out last week's podcast episode page. There's uh, more suggestions there. Okay, it's time for this week's...
6: Editorial question of
2: the week.
1: Hey. Okay, so earlier in the podcast, we were talking about uh, flavored lip balms. See, I only use the unscented chap. Man Balm. Stick. Man Balm. <laughs> black Label. Man
3: Balm. <laughs> black Label. I it mean, has a Black Label. I think that's Johnny Walker. <laughs> no, that's a
1: Black Label. I mean, Ooh. I think it's
3: Johnny
5: Walker. <laughs> I'm not
1: quite sure.
5: Yeah. Cameron buys his lip balm at the liquor store. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's no, Stetson. No,
1: honey, ba- <laughs> I spent $50 on lip balm at the liquor store, I promise. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not my breath. It's, it's my the, lip balm. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Walker Black Lip Balm. <laughs> okay, so uh, we, we got us thinking about lip balm flavors. You know, Paula Deen stepping up a level with her little garlic butter and, you know, all this. Other. So, you know, uh, when you kiss somebody, you taste their lip balm, apparently. Apparently. I, again, uh, you're, you're, you're approaching I don't have this, taste buds on
3: my lips. You're approaching this as if you have not locked lips
1: before. I have not tasted my wife's lips with my lips. That does, is she, true. does she use lip balm? <laughs> I don't know. What? You have to know. I think she uses my
5: unscented chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> the black label. For the black sake label. of the slice, it's, it's, a, it's a relatively romantic encounter.
1: Yeah. Okay. So okay. So we want to know what combination of lip balms would be the best. So you're wearing a flavored lip balm. You're, the, the kiss recipient is wearing a flavored lip balm. And then when they come together, magic happens. Mm-hmm. What yeah, are my- those two flavors?
5: Um, peanut butter and jelly. If I've been wearing salt lip balms all day, I'm going to find my pepper out there.
1: Oh, no. You would find the vinegar. Salt and vinegar. Oh, yeah. That's better. Or uh, sour
6: cream and onion. Can you imagine if you were wearing vinegar lip balm all day, by the way?
5: <laughs> you, would have, you have no friends. Yeah, yeah but what, yeah, what would you rather wear, the sour cream or onion on your lips oh, all day? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so we need to make it stuff that people would actually want to wear. Yeah. So yeah. like peanut butter and jelly is yeah, great. Yeah, peanut
5: butter and jelly
0: would be good. Jack and Coke.
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> which, which you would purchase at the liquor <laughs> right.
1: store. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Uh, root beer and vanilla ice cream. Oh, that's a good one. Oh see, yeah, make a root your float. Right, there yeah. you go. So we want you
5: to How go How surf and turf. <laughs> 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 bacon and eggs. <laughs> Is that bacon? Yep.
1: See, and I can see bacon selling, but the eggs one <laughs> would be a little weird. Yeah. What's that aftertaste?
5: Oh, it's egg.
1: <laughs> you have egg on your face. And, and, and so You're saying you taste it, so everything I eat that, that kind of mm. the lips rub off on gets this flavor. right? So it has to be a flavor you want your food to kind of right. be affected right. by. Right. So you really wouldn't want... I I like to put egg on things. Onions, Yeah. yeah. Or onion. Well, onion yeah. flavors. Mm. It's an herb. You yeah, have enough for it's breakfast. Yeah, that's just, like. Why is this yeah, cap? You play, you why are onions in your
6: omelet? Yeah, 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 but like, why is this cap and Crunch taste so funny? Oh, it's my lip balm.
5: <laughs> it's cold. <huh? laughs> yeah. Oy- oyster and lemon. <laughs> <laughs> little squirt. <laughs> <A> little squirt. <laughs> <A> little squirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very members. light <laughs> lemon and very heavy oyster. <laughs> oh.
6: And then, ooh, then you could do a triple kiss with a Tabasco wearing. You
5: can't do a triple
2: kiss. <laughs> You can't do it. ham bone. MGB says otherwise. <laughs> all
1: right. And then uh we'll submit uh, the best combinations to the Paula Deen, uh chapstick foundation Fish
2: and chips. <laughs> I
5: do love um, Is that cod on your <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh
1: so go- Why, yes it is. <laughs> go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and uh right there in the Comments, you can post your feedback. Now, there's a special twist on this. Uh, We want you to work for this one because we have a prize for our 10 favorite combinations, flavor combinations. What kind of
3: prize do you have there, The prize,
1: uh, well, Dave Ramsey has a new book out, if you haven't heard, Entra Leadership. It's actually, uh, all all joking aside, it's actually a fantastic book. Um, So he gave us 10 copies. He signed them, and uh, we want to give them to you. So if you're a serious-minded person who wants to read Dave Ramsey's Entre Leadership book and you want to get a signed copy from us for free... You need to come up with the most creative flavor combinations of lip balm. There's no better way to get the book. It, it, it makes perfect sense. Like this connects. Yeah,
5: it connects. The it prize really connects. Yeah. With this the is challenge. integrated marketing at yeah. its best. Yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, anyway, go over to the podcast episode page. Post it there. Um, we'll we'll read our ten favorite next week on the podcast, and then we'll contact you, and you we will send you signed copies of Dave Ramsey's Entre Leadership.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, entre Leadership is is one word that he is. He's taken two words and he's put. Put them together to make one word. Just like the chapstick. Just like the chapstick.
1: So I, wow. again, I really I really, does tie in. I really yeah. feel like this is a strong
3: yeah. promotion. Perfect.
1: It really does tie in. So hopefully uh, they see how good this promotion is for the book and they aren't offended. Um, okay. <laughs> On that note, we'll wrap things up. Many thanks to uh, Dave for talking to us. Um, you can find out more about uh, Entre Leadership at entreleadership.com or daveramsey.com. Uh, Us and Our Daughters, you can find them at usandourdaughters.com or you can even hear uh, if you're a subscriber to Relevant, volume 3 of our CDs had a track by them on it. Okay, well, that'll do it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Ryan Ham. I'm Josh Luan Loveless. I'm Jesse Carey. That's Chad Michael
5: Snavely. We'll see you next week. Ryan, I really wish you would have done Hambone there. <laughs> do it.
1: Do it again. I'm Hambone.
2: <laughs> Hambone.
5: Pow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to the relevant podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com.
1: While we were recording this podcast, I tweeted out if any of you wanted me to say anything. So here we go. Turd Ferguson. Hi, John in California. You are awesome. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Mr. Bean. Greetings, Norwegian listeners. We love you too. Storytime with Uncle Jesse. Baloney Jones. They found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Run for it, Marty. Who do you think? The Libyans. Gaddafi's last words. The driving rain. The honey badger has been suspended from LSU for a few games. New Spring Church. Check out Hutch Daddy Vinyl blog. Roll Tide. Does Dave Ramsey give bigger tips because he's Dave Ramsey? Hitherto. Hi, theology students at Azusa Pacific. We thrive off you too. Hypogonopontotropic. Hi- hypogonadism. I feel pretty. That beat was fat, dog. Cheetah! Bring back the supersonics. Lord, help the students prepping for final projects. Tim Tebow. If you smell what Cameron Strang is cooking. Hello, everyone who's running. Community is great. I like feet. Dave Fredericton, New Brunswick, loves you. Check out Discovery Church on Weymouth, Massachusetts. Does Jesse have plans to occupy anything?